Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is 64 Tacos Book Club Episode 2, Out of the Silent Planet, Part 2. Hello and welcome to another 64 Tacos podcast. Today we are going to be continuing our book club series where we talk about the C.S. Lewis book, Out of the Silent Planet. Um... We are going to be talking about chapters 6 through 11, and I think, Dan, you said you were going to do a quick synopsis of what, what happens in this uh, this segment. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So uh, last time, they, uh, they got our protagonist into a spaceship and headed towards their destination. We pick up this time with uh, Ransom and Weston and Divine on the very final uh, leg of their journey as they are arriving in the, in the atmosphere of the planet Mal- Malacandra. So they, they arrive. Uh, it's not a very pleasant experience, but they get there. Uh, and then it turns out that Weston and divine have built a little camp, a little, uh, little hut. And so they begin to um, unload all the gear, all the stuff, you know, all the basically ransoms just following orders. And when they're taking a break to eat, thorns appear on the uh, the horizon. Which uh, there's much time spent um, describing, you know, the, the the landscape, which is uh, really interesting. But we can get to that later. So the the thorns, which are are very tall uh, and uh, and thin aliens, I suppose you'd call them, uh, arrive and uh, and out come the guns from Weston Divine. And um, Ransom basically loses his use, refuses to cross the water to meet them. And while this is going on, a some sort of waterborne predator comes firing in and, and Weston begins to shoot his gun at it uh, in the sort of chaos that ensues. Ransom makes a run for it, just takes off right into the woods, uh, as such as it is, the purple... Uh, tube w- woods and just just takes off runs so he can't run anymore finds a place to crash um falls asleep and then in in a bit of a thirst driven stupor in the morning uh decides to drink the water which he survives um and then he just wanders around for a little bit at that point he comes across a another creature this one is shorter although still taller than him um and is shaped quite differently, although still quite tall. And they sort of begin the process of communicating with each other. After a bit of this, uh, the uh, Ross, I believe, H-R-O-S-S, is that what they're called? Yes. Yes. Um, that's uh, He invites him into his boat, and they go on a long trip back to where he lives, uh, which is an area well down river. Um, and there are many different sort of several different villages of many different Hrasa, which is the, the plural. And he sort of kind of starts to, to learn the language and learn how to communicate and learn about their culture a little bit. We learn that there are three different uh, sort of races, uh, the Sorns or not Sorns. What was it? Sorony. Sorony. Um and then the the Hrasa, and then the Fifligi. Is that what? what it, it's such a weird word. 
Yeah, What's I don't the, remember. The, the, third, the third race. The, the dwarves, basically. Yeah, they're kind of like <laughs> like like dwarves. They 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 like to dig. Um, they're they're uh they learn about them and learn that they mine for gold and other metals, which is of course how Divine intends to make his money. Mm-hmm. Learns a little bit about the planet. Uh, we do learn that the namesake of the book. There's a planet visible on the horizon, which the um, the Harasa point out as Tholkandra, which means silent planet. Uh, so we, we we get that that little phrase popping up. We learn a little bit about their um, sort of their religion, I guess, if you will. They talk about their non people or non you know non mortal creatures, and the last thing that happens as he's setting off with. The the Hioi, the uh the the Hrasa, the Hross that first found him, he's setting off with him and they go past a child, a cub, as he I think he refers to them, and the child is talking to what appears to be a spirit, and Ransom doesn't see anything and and the child remarks, Wow, you, you can't see them or oh that's that's strange that you can't see them, but he just chalks it up to sort of childish fancy. And uh, that's where we end. So, yeah. Um, well, as you uh, predicted, yeah, I think all of you basically predicted the the handover did not happen as expected. Um, what did uh, what did you guys think of the uh, the the description of Malacandra, the, the the world itself? Lewis is very good at uh, giving detailed, thorough descriptions of. Um, of the environment in his books. And that's one of my favorite things about his writing. And I love that he tells you what's going on from the perspective of the, the main character. He doesn't just say like, it's how the, the character interprets it. For example, he, he goes on to say when you, you can't really see a thing until you understand what you're looking at. So mm-hmm. at first when ransom was looking around, it was just blurs of color, you know, cause none of it made sense. It was all, Everything was new. The only thing tangible to him was the human settlement that um, uh, Divine and Weston had made. And then the rest of it was just, I think he describes it as a, a children's watercolor. Uh, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't make anything out. And as he spends more time there, he understands that, you know, this is, this is what, there's a, a river running past and there are these tree like things that are not trees, but, you know, and, Every, and there's, you know, all the colors are completely different from what um, what we're used to. And I think that I thought that was really neat. And then the two races, you know, uh, intelligent races that we meet, the Sorns or Soroni rather, and the Ross are very different from one another. Uh, you've got the Soroni, which are these tall wizard-like creatures that are extremely thin and everything in the planet is extremely tall. Um, and he, attri- ransom attributes that to the lack of gravity, I believe. Yeah. And it's just the nature's, uh, natural path. And then the Saroni or the, uh, Ross are more of a, um, aquatic mammal, like a beaver or a seal or a, you know, you can't pin it down, but it's a combination of a bunch of different aquatic mammals. I thought, I thought it was just brilliant. Um, descriptions and i i really enjoyed listening to that part of the story i don't know what do you think matt yeah i i agree with you i really loved the uh the the children's watercolor description 
Mm-hmm. That was very vivid. Um, loved the descriptions of the the land, the tall purple vegetation that stretched way up. And I really was getting into the the cross or however you pronounce it. Um, I, I really liked the description of that. And I was um, busy doing things, but I really wanted to kind of doodle out what I was seeing from the description. But, mm. I know I was thinking about um, you know, sometimes you see art, my, my edition doesn't have any, um, it's just, it's just a sci-fi picture. Basically. It doesn't really uh, have any correlation to it, what the descriptions are, but I was thinking as I was reading it, that I'd love to see, um, somebody, somebody really good. Um, so that you would qualify Matt's like sketch out the, like the creatures and the world. They just to help. I mean, you can visualize in your head, but it's kind of, it'd be kind of cool to see, the actual, you know, thing in front of you. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's really, it, it sets the stage of, of being a very foreign land, you know, as he's crawling out of the manhole of the, of the ship and, and there's pink, pink stuff. And he's like, what is this? Oh, it's, it's just a plant, you know? And, and as he, as he starts to really take in the rest of the landscape, you know, he's, completely out of his element and and we as the as the readers going along with him are also just kind of like what is this place and you know how how is he going to survive this what's going to happen next where is it going and uh and that really you know keeps you drawn into it and and i really like that um the 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 races are very interesting i I don't think we've actually um unless i missed it i don't think we've actually heard what this uh, Cerrone um uh motivation is or or why they want these guys to bring them people no Um, i don't believe we know that yet so like you know maybe maybe it was not such a bad thing for him to have just gone gone with them or maybe it, he made the totally right choice to get the crap out of there and and, uh, and run away um, and I'm glad I'm glad that's the way that it went just because uh, I think it makes for a more interesting story of you know then befriending a different species uh, that is uh, potentially you know more humble and and uh, calm if you will you know um, mm-hmm. Probably, you know, more of a, I don't know, like, uh, like maybe, maybe they have a hierarchy of like the Cerrone are more of like an industrialized, you know, uh, type of group and, and the, the Haras are more of the, um, the sort of indigenous population. Um, I don't know. Well, I will find that out maybe as it goes on. I hope so. Well, um, they, they even address that too, a little bit like, and they, granted it was from the Haras's perspective, but yeah. the, uh, Ross believe that the you know the, the Cerrone are better at um, I I don't think they specifically use the word science but the science and the and the um, and in history I think history yeah whereas the um, Ross are are good at you know fishing and and boats and, and poetry uh, poetry yeah. yeah yeah and then the uh, Fiffle Triggy are good at the at uh, mining and um, metalwork and things like that. There was also the um, Oyarsa was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. is, I mean, I, I didn't it was kind of 
choppy like what exactly that was whether it was like sort of their god deity or something or if it's actually a being that they can you know go and interact with somewhere on the planet um is that is that what you guys took as well or so yeah we're we're starting to get into a little bit of the um of uh of of possible supernatural the Mm eldial are also mentioned that's the 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 child ross um is communicating with right and there's a little bit of um theology well not theology so much as uh myth um where he talks about i think it's maladil um uh created the world and oyarsa um knows everything and has always been there and was not born but they're not exactly sure how to describe how he fits in with everything and part of it comes from ransom only knowing so much language he you know they he say at one point they got they they started like they were talking about he was trying to find out about the sort of social structures and and then all the the harasa go off on a long discussion about about poetry and music and he he just completely loses track of everything because he doesn't know what they're talking about so yeah it's it's interesting they're bringing that in with and we don't know anything and this this brings up another thing which is um what what is the what is the structure here? Are these three interdependent different groups that there's a mention of trade at one point, uh, like, like the, the Harasa went off, you know, presumably to bringing some of their agriculture, you know, somewhere else. Um, are they trading with one of the other groups, um, or, or what, uh, who's in charge? Uh, Ransom spent some time, He's pretty sure that the Saroni must be in charge um, because they're the smart ones or the intelligentsia as he uh, as he thinks of it. Um, but we don't know if he's right. That's just his interpretation. Um, so did Weston and Divine have a good grasp on this? Did they manage to learn the language? I wouldn't think so. Um, no, he happens imagine. to be his, his area of expertise. Um, and I don't know how long they were there last time, but I guess long enough to build a hut. But. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ignorance that we the reader have because our uh, our uh, our narrator our, or not our narrator but ransom our main character doesn't know and so it's all kind of open ended at this point. Yeah, and I do really like the uh, the language aspect of it um, because that really that makes it uh, much more um, uh, engulfing. You know, when, when you, because that's exactly what would happen if you're, if you're having the first contact situation, you don't know how to, they don't, they're, you know, it, we've been lulled with American cinema as like, oh, aliens just speak English always, you know, and uh, even, English even with all an the, alien accent, you know? Yeah. And even <laughs> other cultures on, on, uh, on the planet, on our own planet, speak mm-hmm. English all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though they don't, but, uh, but I think that's a really great part of it is like, you know ransom as we go along with the character he has to learn what these words mean and he has to get some sort of common ground with with these these other species to try and understand them and to be able to communicate with them and and i've always loved that like as soon as it got to that i was like yes this is for me you know (laughs) um but i will i will definitely say that uh as i'm reading it i'm like this this description and the way this stuff works my imagination does a pretty good job with it but i would love to see this as like a film or a tv series and it's really surprising with how old it is that it hasn't been done yet 
Yeah, I think um, you're right. I, I can't think of any adaptation, but yeah. I mean, and that might be for the best. <laughs> it, might, it might be because they can totally screw it up. You know how that it, goes, but it's yeah. uh, a Checker's Guide to the Galaxy with Zephod's second head bouncing around. Well, yeah, <laughs> you don't, you don't let the BBC in the 70s do it. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> who honestly are the most likely people to do it. Yeah. I've, I've seen the old, uh, the old Doctor Who, and yeah, the production value is is terrible. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that they haven't because it's, it's not a very long story. You could do it in a movie, I think. And there's um, a trilogy of books. So. There's a trilogy of books, although my memory of the second book is that it's like 64% um, theological discussion. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since I read it, but that one may not be uh, as, uh, as uh, quite as interesting a narrative. But the third one's a, a big adventure story, a big action adventure. So that one would work. Anyway, I don't, I don't know, but it, you're right. It never occurred to me. They've they've tried to make Narnia. They've they've done Tolkien. Yeah. You know they've done Harry Potter. I guess this isn't as well known, but it it you'd think you know it, it would be a, a something that one of the streamers might might tackle at some point. Yeah. Well, somebody needs to call up Peter Jackson and get him on this trilogy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Then we we probably have a, a ransom or, uh, ransom Ross Ross uh, love interest. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I will not forgive him for that stupid dwarf elf love story that he interjected yeah. in the Hobbit. Yeah, come on, man. You know, as I don't mind if they put Evangelina Lily in anything if it ruins the story for you i am fine with that still <laughs> i'm just imagining like ransom coming to you know the harass type harass village area and he's like who's this so it's like this is honora oh how's it going honora <laughs> wink you know <laughs> uh, please please don't do that ever peter jackson <laughs> oh man anyway all right well i think we've uh, diverted a little bit here <laughs> yeah i think we have um, so if you haven't already uh listened to the first um podcast in this series um go back you know go back and listen to that and it's also available on youtube on our uh six for tacos youtube channel um so you can look for it there too and see right. some really fun uh, cover art or a uh, book cover art from all the different. Um, I believe I got every single edition. And nice. if, you'll, if, nice. you're wa- if you're watching this on YouTube, this particular episode will probably just use the same visuals because I really liked how it turned out. Yeah. So, um, um, which uh, chapters are we reading for next time? Next time, I believe we have. Five more chapters. So what would that be? Twelve through sixteen. Let me verify that real quick. Uh, Twelve through sixteen. Yes. All right. So if you're reading along, uh, we're finishing at the end of chapter sixteen for next time, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. Sounds good. See you then. Cool. I caught it on audio.